Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Hello, my podcast friends. How are you doing out there today? In your last and your past week, how was that? I hope, uh, my hope is, I hope you had a great time doing something you love to do and doesn't, you don't let it affect your body, especially the topic I'm going to be talking about today. Because we all have this issue. We all deal with it every single day and it's like a 24 hour job for us to even try to make this happen, which is how to live well with chronic pain. I know most of us, or I'm saying all of us, have this issue. Chronic pain is a real thing, and it affects millions of people with various you know, issues that they may have. But specifically today, that you know, I want you to keep in mind uh, neuropathy, or nerve pain, or anything that goes along with this kind of pain that we all endure with every single day. But the fighting chance is there, but it's for us to have that motivation to make it happen. And some days are good, and some days aren't. So I'm hopefully with this uh, complete guide that I'm going to be giving you today, talking about, is going to help you in some way. So let's get started. Living with chronic pain is tough, but with the right guidance and support, we can learn how to not just survive, but thrive despite our chronic pain. And I'm saying uh, our for all of us. Chronic pain is defined as pain which is long-term, lasting beyond three months. It will come as no surprise that chronic pain can sap the joy from your life and reduce your level of functioning. Uh, this study explains it. In addition to the physical health consequences, chronic pain can have a profound negative impact on an individual's emotional and social well-being. The concept of living well while living with chronic pain can sound impossible, but you can thrive despite chronic pain. Living well with your chronic pain isn't just about managing your pain but rather about finding ways to live a happy, fulfilled life in spite of your symptoms. I live, this is the person here that I took this article from, I live with fibromyalgia and osteoarthritis. It has been a long journey to get used to living with my conditions, but now I am living a happy life, meeting my goals and feelings extremely positive about the future. I won't tell you it isn't easy, but I will tell you it is possible. Acceptance and grieving. 
When you're first diagnosed with chronic pain conditions, it can be a lot to take in. Learning that the pain you have been experiencing is not going away anytime soon can be overwhelming. It's so different to give yourself the time to accept your diagnosis. It's okay to feel distraught, confused, and upset. It's an incredibly hard thing to hear that you have a long-term health condition. But don't be too hard on yourself. The way you are feeling is completely valid. It's okay to grieve who you were before you became chronically ill and the life that you once led. I have been there, and all of us have too. I grieved the dreams I once had and how physically fit I used to be. I felt completely overcome by the thought that I would have to live in pain. Give yourself this time of acceptance and grieving, but don't allow yourself to become stuck in that place. It's time to dust off yourself, figure out how you can live your life despite your illness. So first you need to understand it's not your fault. The next vitality important stage is to understand that this is not your fault. You will hear that there are pain inducing behaviors and that you need to change things in order to manage and reduce your pain. This is true, but does not mean that you have caused this pain or that it's your fault you are in this situation. Learning about your condition. Finding out about your diagnosis and chronic pain in general allows you to understand what is happening within your body and gives you a good basis to work from. Do plenty of research online, read articles, blogs, studies, and watch videos. If you have questions, make a list to take your doctor or specialist the next time you have an appointment. Understanding how chronic pain works can give you a sense of confidence. It can allow you to understand that even though it's painful, chronic pain is not damaging your body. This can enable you to be less fearful when you're in pain. This study explains that pain neuroscience education, meaning being educated in the science behind pain, is, an effective, is effective in reducing pain and improving patients' knowledge of pain improving function and lower disability, reducing psychosocial factors, enhancing movement, and minimize healthcare utilization. When I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, my doctors told me that I would have to learn to live with it. It was never given my indication that it could be better or that it could be treated. I wasn't told any of the science behind the condition and so was left fearful that when I was engaging in active and felt pain that I was harming my body. Though my own research, I figured out that I wasn't in danger. I, I learned that pain, while it hurts, wasn't actually damaging me, and so I became less, uh, much less afraid. I learned that chronic pain could improve that there are ways that you can get a handle on it. it. I became even more determined to get my life back and not to let it beat me. So, making healthy eating easy. Learning to provide your body with the fuel it needs to function 
optimally is so important when you are trying to fight chronic pain. Your body needs the right nutrients for all aspects of functioning, including keeping your immune system working and generating energy. Eating well doesn't have to be complicated or fancy. When you live with chronic illness, things are hard enough. You don't need to give yourself more work than you need to. Next topic is going to be finding exercise that you enjoy. Exercise has so many health benefits and is proven to reduce chronic pain symptoms. It can sound impossible to start exercising when you are in pain, but it really can help. This study, as she quotes here, explains the importance of exercising, stating that prolonged disengagement from activities may result in physical deconditioning, economic loss, and further emotional distress as a result of the loss of the cycle social functions. Starting to exercise with chronic pain is a process of building up slowly, pacing your activities so that you can build up your fitness and a tolerance to exercise without causing a flare in symptoms. This can be a hard balance to strike and is a trial and error, but it's worth it. Doing an exercise that you enjoy gives you the motivation you need to face the pain and carry on despite it. There are so many types of exercise out there, from yoga, swimming, hiking, or biking. You can find what feels right for you. Next, be being realistic about managing your weight. It's important to keep your weight at a healthy level where possible, so that there is less weight on your joints. This is particularly important with conditions like arthritis where the joint is worn down. This is something I struggle with, the author. I'm very overweight due to the side effects of medication for bipolar disorder, which I also live with. Combined with it being tough to exercise as much as I'd like to while living with chronic pain, I constantly try to battle this to improve my physical health. It is an ongoing journey for me, one that I will not give up on. Next topic, finding ways to sleep well. Sleeping can be one of the toughest things to achieve when you're in pain, yet fatigue is always ever-present. This study explains how detrimental a disturbed sleep routine can be. Sleep disturbance interacts with central pain processing and inflammatory mechanisms to augment pain low mood, and poor physical functioning. Finding ways to improve your sleep routine can be so beneficial to increasing your energy levels and balancing your mood as well as reducing the pain. This author says she has found that getting up at roughly the same time in the morning consistently, even if I haven't slept well, really helps. I try to minimize naps during the day. It's not always possible to eliminate them, but reducing their frequency and length is helpful. Being active during the day helps your body and mind to be tired enough to sleep. Since I started exercising, I can see the difference in the days when I do and don't exercise regarding how well I sleep. If you take medications which have sedative side effects, and that's me, 
taken them about a half an hour before bed can let you use those side effects in your favor. Winding down before bed is important to prepare your body to sleep. This can be whatever makes you feel most relaxed. It could be mindfulness, meditation, listening to an audiobook, or relaxing music, or reading a book in bed, or even listening to my podcast. Next topic is learning your limits and triggers. You're not always going to be able to do everything that you want to. That's tough to learn and to accept. It's important to stay active and not let your chronic pain rule your life. But it's also important not to be consistently overdoing things to the point of a flare-up in your systems. Figuring out what triggers flares in your symptoms can be a vital tool. You can use this to your advantage. When you monitor your pain levels, you can all allow you to see patterns and figure out what might have caused the flare. This knowledge gives you the power to tackle your triggers in a gradual way to overcome them. Finding a balance and learning your limits can take time. So remember to be patient with yourself. Next is releasing guilt. It can also be also too easy to feel guilty about not being able to keep up with your loved ones and what they're doing or for needing to ask for help. In order to live a happy life with your chronic illness, you need to release this guilt. That's easier said than done and certainly takes time. However, as you learn how to live well with your illness, how to manage your pain, and increasing your functions, guilt can be replaced with a sense of empowerment, determination, and confidence. Next topic is finding joy and motivation. Chronic pain can often sap all the joy out of life. It doesn't have to stay that way though. Once you get a handle on your chronic pain and figure out how to manage your symptoms, you can start to find joy in your life again. Finding joy can be anything that makes you happy. It could be something that's attending a class once a week, taking up a new hobby, having a pet, making a new social connection, or getting back to work. When your levels of functioning is low, it can help as though your life is going to be all about chronic pain, but you can shape your future and find purpose again. The goals that you've set for the future might not look exactly as they used to, but they can also be just as wonderful. Sometimes it might take longer to achieve your goals and you may have bumps in the road. But if you set goals you really feel passionately about, you will have the motivation to overcome your symptoms and pursue until you are successful. The author goes on to say, when I was first diagnosed, my symptoms were my whole life. As I learned how to reduce my symptoms and, and had the confidence to tackle them, I began to find joy in setting rules and goals. I found joy in my wonderful husband, family, and friends. That's the one thing I always ask you guys to do at the end of my podcast. Spend time with your family. You need to get out of the house. That's the big thing sitting in the house and just thinking about yourself and the pain that you're in is really going to bring you down. I began to write again, which was something I always loved. 
I used to want to work with animals, but now I still have them in my life as pets, and that's beautiful. I set new goals, writing part-time and doing admin work for the rest of the time. I knew that I wanted to write full-time and so continued to work on gaining experience. And in 2019, I finally got the opportunity I had been working towards. I am now a full-time writer, and it fills me with joy and pride to say that. Next topic is appreciating the little things. Another way to draw joy into your life is to really appreciate the small things in life. Praising yourself for small achievements, like taking a shower, getting up and dressed, or doing some exercise, for example. Don't dismiss those things as something you should be able to do. Instead, praise yourself every step along the way and celebrate those achievements because they are tough and they do deserve to be celebrated. So often people rush by simple joys and those little things that can really bring such happiness if they are appreciated fully. Find joy in small things like a TV program you enjoy or a tasty piece of cake. Really soak up that moment and take notice of all the happiness it brings. Alright, the next topic is finding ways to reduce stress. Being in pain is stressful, but stress causes and worsens chronic pain. It's an ongoing cycle, but one that you can work on breaking. Finding ways to reduce stress in your life can help immensely. Taking some time to really look at what causes you stress is helpful. And then addressing them one by one. Be sure to talk to someone you trust about your feelings. It can feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders. When you, when you share your problems rather than keeping them to yourself. Learning how to implement mindfulness into your day-to-day life as well as carrying out mindfulness meditations can help you relax and reduce stress. This book describes mindfulness as to live in the moment, notice what is happening, and make choices about how you respond to your experience rather than being driven by habitual reactions. Essentially, mindfulness gives you more control over your emotions and your behaviors. Here's the next two, and I feel these are the big thoughts. Next topic is distraction. Something that I have found immensely helpful when I am flaring is distraction. Changing your environment can be useful, even if this is just moving into a different part of the room, listening to music, talking to someone, engaging in crafts, basically anything that keeps you busy and which gives you something other than your pain to focus on can make it easier to deal with. Next topic, don't worry about what others think. This is the one that we all need to think about. This is easier said than done, but learning not to worry about what other people think of you give you an immense sense of freedom. Illnesses which are invisible like most chronic pain conditions tend to carry a lot of stigma. People don't always understand what they cannot see. Unfortunately, that often leads to judgments. The less weight you give other people's judgments, the more confidence you gain. So right now we're coming up to the 20 minute mark. 
So let me um, just briefly tell you the uh, different subjects in this uh, article I found. And I'll make sure that I post it again, like I always do, on my um, Facebook page, Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast, to make sure that you uh, get everything that I'm not going to be discussing right now. But just really quick, let me just give you a couple of the things that it says here. One thing you should do is find others who understand. That's one problem that we all deal with. There just isn't very many people. Um, they don't, you know, I'm so grateful for Facebook and I'm so grateful for some of the other platforms, but Facebook is the big one for me. And the only, and the reason why is because I can connect to those that have the same issues and they're going through the same things and we're able to talk about it and help each other out to figure out how we can get over that hurdle. Another topic would be feeling comfortable asking for help. Another one is learning how to use mobility services, surrounding yourself with supported people, know that you are worthy of a romantic love. I know that's one thing too that's hard to come by these days, especially someone that's already, you know, has a chronic illness. Learning to be assertive, finding ways to maintain social connections. I'm not going to say that all the uh, Facebook page um, groups out there are bad. Um, there are some that, you know, do a lot of spamming on them and, you know, tell you that there's medications out there that can cure it all. And those are the things you really need to watch out for. But as long as the admin, you know, person in charge of that page is on top of it all the time, you know, those things won't be allowed on their websites. But other than that, you know, you do have the ability to talk to others, like I said, that have the same issues that you do. Next one is planning um, planning some activities. Another one is combating cognitive issues, building self-esteem, advocating for yourself. And that's one thing I started doing now is, be, is to become an advocate to help those that need help, making others understand, you know, what they're going through. Let me go ahead and read that one real quick. Medical professionals don't always get the training they need to diagnose and treat chronic pain. So although it shouldn't be needed, advocating for someone or yourself becomes important. Ensure that you ask any questions you have, that you persist in seeking answers and treatment for your condition. That's the one thing I, I tell you guys. You need to tell your doctors this is what I want. Not make suggestions. Just tell them I need you to do this. This is what I want. That's the only way that you're going to, you know, get the things that you do want. And if not, you know, maybe you'll get something else that's comparable to it. Do your own research to learn about your symptoms, diagnose, and, and available treatments. And don't be afraid to present these items and ideas to medical professionals. If you don't feel able to advocate for your own care alone, you could ask a loved one to go with you. Some chronic illness charities may offer support in this area. Some may even offer patient advocates to attend appointments with you. And you want to look, look into researching the medications that are given to you. That's what I do every time I get a new one. Uh, seeking therapies, accepting the recovery as possible, and finally, being a warrior. Recalibrating your mindset to pure determination to keep fighting and to overcome your struggles is important. 
There may be hard times, but determination to get up and keep going is vital, even if that means you need help to do so. This uh, author says, I have many times when I feel defeated, but I don't let those times persist. I am a warrior, determined to keep progressing and forging a path forward. You are a warrior too. We wake up every day and fight on in spite of our chronic illness. We can overcome our chronic pain. And I really do believe that. Um, you know, I have my bad days. I've had my bad weeks recently. And, you know, it, it takes everything I've got to keep moving forward and to, you know, just try to manage the pain that I have with different things that I use. And those are things that you need to go out and research about. But, like I said, the most important thing I feel is to get out and do things, not only with families, but do things for yourself. You need to get out of the house because that's where you sit there and you think about your pain and you think about the people that aren't around you anymore. And we're stronger than that. And if it depends on us relying on each other, that's fine. That'll be our mindset that we can not recover, but just to overcome the hurdles that we deal with every single day. Thank you for being with me today. I'm so grateful that you're here and you're part of my Facebook group. Just to keep in mind, to let you know that I do have my own affiliate page now. It's the same name as this page here, Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast, but after podcast it says Affiliate. If there's any products you may think about that you may need, they're going to be right there. And if you want to do more research on them, just click on one of those uh, banners right there. And you'll be taken to the website, and then that way you can see what it's all about. And sometimes we need to step out and try new things if they're not working for us. But you guys all have a safe week. And it's my hope that I... See you next week, and you listen to my podcasts. I have many podcasts already out there. You can always fall back on those and take a look, too. So until next week, be safe. Take care. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.